0: I'm coming off a short week, and I'll have to explain that at the beginning of our episode this week. But uh, think about all the stuff that happened between last week's episode and now, though. Like what? Like Donald Trump dissing the White House Correspondents' Dinner. And this isn't the first time he's done it. Bill Cosby breaking news. Kanye West catching flack for what? Weird ongoings in China. And a little bit more to discuss as well. So get ready to tighten your seatbelts. It's going to be a short edition, but it's always... Always, always sweet. This This is is FritzCast. FritzCast. It is FritzCast. It's Friday, May 4th, 2018. May the 4th. Be with you to my fellow Star Wars nerds out there. I say as I am surrounded by an army of Funko Pops that the majority of them... Are Star Wars Every single one of them in fact is Star Wars Except For the 12th Doctor from Doctor Who Capaldi Um, He's the only one that is not Star Wars Yet somehow You can put him in with a bunch of Star Wars Funko Pops And it still works Because the Doctor could just conceivably Get into the TARDIS And travel to Star Wars Universe Place And um, you know visit them so it, so it makes sense. It's perfectly fine. It's good, right? I think so. The electric guitar and the outfit probably don't fit, but I, I don't care about that. I'm a little empty. I'm a little running on empty, running on fumes maybe this week because uh, at the very last minute I went into work on Monday. I had a double scheduled, so I was you know I was working eight a.m. all the way to today. Monday, well, I was working 8 a.m. Monday till 12 a.m., you know, Tuesday morning, technically. And um, I got there, I get my assignment, and not 10 minutes into it, they ask me about these new people that come. And I'm, of course, I'm the trainer guy. And, uh, well, long story short, apparently nobody knew they were coming. Tossed up my entire schedule this week. So I was put on uh, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. to, you know, train them. And I even stayed on shift for 4-12 to for some of those days to get some overtime and so that they wouldn't completely be um, lambasted with me not there. If that's the right word, hopefully it is. I'm not going to take the time to Google it and see if I was right. I don't know. Hey Siri, what does lambasted mean? Oh well, that that would be wrong. Uh, hey Siri. What is another word for caught off guard? Okay, I found this on the web for what is another word for caught off guard. Take oh, of course you just give me the freaking th- 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 the the freaking thetharith. What are you drunk? Maybe I don't know. Let's just go with vulnerable. It left the shift a little vulnerable, and I didn't want him to be vulnerable. Even though it wasn't my doing and I was just following orders, that's how this business works. So with that in mind, I actually, with some of the evenings I had freed up, I finally, finally, finally finished the floor in the new office space. Now it'll be a game of moving everything in this office into there as I uh, put the finishing touches on, like uh, the the baseboards, any molding I want in the room, and a fresh paint job. Things like that, so... That's what I have to finish in that room, but it's nice to see the new floor in. It looks beautiful, and I feel very, very accomplished. And on top of that, tonight I get to put together a brand new grill that I ordered and came in, thanks to my wife. So now I have my offset smoker and charcoal grill outside, uh, barrel style, and I also have this brand new charbroil gas grill. That uh that can complement it, and so if I want to do some fast flame broiled type cooking, I can. If I wanna do smoky type cooking, I can. It's great. I'm very excited for it. Although I'm I might not be looking forward to the putting it together part because I'm really I'm zonked from, from all this work this week. That's why you come home and you drink a Toot le moon, which is of course the official beer of Megadeth. Duh. It's actually pretty good. Belgian style saison ale. Very good, very light and flavorful sometimes the world and politics just drive you mad and it's about to drive us mad shortly so that's been that's been my weekend review. It was last minute working uh, at least piling up some overtime, which is I guess you know that's a good thing for me, right I should be thankful for such things. That's better than not getting enough money or getting no money at all. so count my blessings. Most definitely I will. So uh, this is going to be an uncharacteristically short edition of the FritzCast, I believe. And that's okay. It happens. Um, life comes at you. And I can probably make up for it uh, in a blog, which I haven't updated in a while. So I need to. I need to get on my case with the blog. Um, but I wanted to open up with what we talked about last week. We talked about health care. Uh, we talked about Alfie Evans uh, in the UK. And Alfie Evans has passed away uh, since our last discussion. And it's very, very sad to see that the parents couldn't even bring Alfie Evans home in the UK. I don't know what it is about health care over there, with, with these children at least anyway, where the parents can't even... Can't even bring the kid home um, Because The hospital and the government is just deeming that it would be You know, quote, cruel to The child, despite the fact that they're just letting The child die anyway More or less, I mean, it, it sounds kind of Cold-hearted to say it that way But the, the matter of the fact is, is that's exactly How they stated it And that, that ties into A lot of what I was talking about last week Some people don't like your idea They don't like this idea of universalized health care. They don't like this idea of government involvement and control in it because of situations like that. Um, I won't go as extreme as maybe Glenn Beck went this past week or uh, maybe other conservative commentators where they talk about the death panels that come with you know what's the greater good what's for the greater good of society? Is it a worthy endeavor or is it just expensive and wasting people's time? It might sound insensitive to say it that way, but is that how it becomes? That becomes people want to talk about how healthcare is run like a business. Now you think that's not straight up a business model of you know they, they yeah they say it's not in the child's well being. It's it's damaging to the child's well welfare. It could be traumatizing to the child, and it probably won't keep the child alive uh, or extend that child's life or give that child a fighting chance. A panel of doctors can say that, and in the u k they can have government backing even in the European courts of appeals where the, where the parents of Alfie Evans tried to appeal to the European court and still got denied because they said they couldn't handle those matters that brings to question what is the you know what what what's driving our sanctity of life and our quality of life and who ultimately, it still boils back to the same old argument, who ultimately gets the decisions in those circumstances, which in England, every time it seems so far, it's been the state that gets that final say. And I can see where people would be wary of that, and I can see where that would turn people off from the idea of some kind of state-centralized health care. It's a very interesting aspect to the argument, and what's more surprising is how much people don't want to talk about that or debate that aspect of things. I'm sure that that debate could go much, much deeper than it needs to go. Kanye West, on the other hand, has been uh, uh, kind of ticking off the left a little bit. They've even like told him to shut up. I think Maxine Waters said something on Twitter, tweeted him something about, you know, sh- he needs to be quiet and he needs to get out of the way or so- something along those lines. And it was crazy to see it Coming from someone like Maxine Waters, uh, just because if you don't follow Kanye on Twitter, he went on a he's been on a tirade as of late of uh, of uh, the tweets that are not so very fitting the narrative of what the left would want it to fit. Some of it has been more uh, center, maybe even leaning right a little bit. Um, I'm not I'm not here to discuss Kanye West's gen, gen, genuity, you know? I'm not here to talk about whether or not he's being genuine in most of what he's tweeting or if it's a ploy to get followers and get himself back into the news. I don't really know, I don't really care. What I do know is that you have people like Tommy Laren, which I could go on a tirade about Tommy Laren myself but I want to restrain myself because I, I I I'll be honest with you when it comes to Tommy Laren I don't listen to her I I can barely stomach anything that she says anytime she pops up on a TV screen or anything like that uh back when uh she was on the Blaze and I had my Blaze subscription I would turn her on but it would be some of the worst content I would ever consume uh of of all forms of media for real Tommy Laren is, uh, for lack of a better term, in my book anyway, uh, just just this just this attention-seeking hog. Wants all the attention on her. Wants to be the center of attention. Wants to talk loudly and boldly, but without conviction. Really, without conviction. She. She was. Conservatives tr- kind of went nuts when Kanye was uh, going off on the bit about what he was doing on Twitter and everything, the things that he was saying, and and Tommy Laren like took to Twitter to be this uh, the mouthpiece for conservatism to say, you know, don't buy the Kanye bullcrap. We can't we can't embrace him now. Yada yada. He once said that George Bush uh, doesn't like black people or something like that, and uh, you know that went back and forth. And then Kanye, it was announced, was going to uh, possibly go on InfoWars for, for an interview of sorts. And Ben Shapiro tweeted out, no, 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 no. This brought Alex Jones into the mix. Yes, Alex Jones, that Alex Jones, the Alex Jones that also says stuff like this. Give me a break. You think I'm, I'm like, oh, shocked by it, so I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people? I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay! Do you understand that? Ugh, ugh, serious crap! I'm sick of being social engineered! It's not funny! That's that's right, it's not funny, nor is... ...chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay! It truly is terrible that they... ...putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay! Unbelievable! So Alex Jones got put into this, and he, he did one of the worst Ben Shapiro impersonations that I have ever seen, ever, talking about how Ben Shapiro is a big authoritarian, uh, uh, deep state, yada yada, bull crap, other stuff. In fact, here's Alex Jones' impersonation of Ben Shapiro versus Ben Shapiro's impersonation of Alex Jones. Oh, Millie Weaver. What'd you do, huh? I don't know why! I can't understand it! Look at this! Look what's underneath here! It's another shirt! Why? Why? Because oh, I don't want to go to the cleaners that often, that's why. Come on. Yeah, Ben Shapiro definitely wins the impersonation contest. Alex Jones comes nowhere near it. But there was that on Twitter too. If you if you really want a good laugh at political anything, just go on Twitter and see what the left is doing to the right and the right's doing to the left. It's really funny. It's really why it's really what made me be a libertarian in the first place is because I just looked at both sides and I was like this is just childish. And you know, speaking of childish, uh, you know, the White House correspondence dinner happened um what last week, sometime, and Michelle Wolf, uh, a stand, uh, an apparent stand-up comedian. I don't know because she's not that funny. I that uh, a lot of a lot of st- a lot of people that people think that the masses think are funny. I just don't think are funny sometimes. Michelle Wolf being one of them, and the White House Correspondents' Dinner, in and of itself, uh, I don't find it too too funny overall. Um because it's always set up like like a roast type of thing, and yeah, yeah, it's there. We're supposed to poke fun at it and, and things like that. But it's it, overall, it's still like t- Trump is treating it like it's stupid. He's treating it like it's stupid. Let's be honest here, because the media doesn't like him. He doesn't like the media, and that is that's the long and the short of it. So Trump doesn't go to the White House correspondence dinner. He skips him. He doesn't go. Media still has it, all right. The media then roasts Trump and his entire staff, which is what happens every White House Correspondents' Dinner. Period. Okay, and uh, then people on the right, um, they get outraged by the jokes that were being cracked at the roast. That doesn't really matter anyway. It's 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 it, it, if we're talking about tradition and what needs to continue and what needs to go on, um. That's the, the. I don't really think there's a good argument you can make for the White House Correspondents' Dinner. It's just some goofy little event. That's. I mean, it's charity. It's for, there is charity attached to it. Okay, sure, that's fine. That's noble. But the rest of it, I mean, if it goes and dies, who really cares? Is anybody really going to be that butt hurt if there was never a White House Correspondents' Dinner again? Is anybody going to really care? And I, I honestly, I just can't believe that it makes news or that it's surprising anymore. This isn't, this isn't new. This isn't news. This isn't news anymore. What's news is developments in North and South Korea. Okay. And by the way, that I'm surprised a that that meeting went off without a hitch. That most of it seems sincere. That there wasn't some other underlying cause. However, if you've read news reports on North Korea you'll read that their nuclear site collapsed, and I believe that that played a major factor in the very quick turnaround of everything. It was a very quick turnaround in everything. Of course, also, uh, Bill Cosby was uh, convicted. Finally, we're not talking about Bill Cosby going to court for sexual misconduct or allegations or anything. We're talking to Bill Cosby... Uh, uh f- convicted. He has uh three counts of aggra- of aggravated, aggravated indecent assault, and in the next three months he will face sentencing. Right now he's pretty much on house arrest, and now he's facing the rest of his life in prison at eighty at eighty years old. Um, and if you read up on some of the case that happened, I mean you know this was uh th- this this has been such an ongoing issue, um that didn't really take off and take center stage until recent years. And, um, you know, uh, th- were factors in it, the Me Too movement or whatever, I don't know. I- I'm not really diving into those angles of it. Um, they, uh, From what I've read, it was um, really how he handled himself in court that led to the convictions because he did... Um, he did, in his deposition, according to CBS News at least anyway, um, admitted to giving quaaludes to women, young women, in order to have sex with them. And, well, that's kind of, you know, is that kind of deplorable behavior? I guess I guess it is. But it's interesting to see how long this situation has gone on, and, and it really only takes light and something happens in the midst of this Me Too movement where a lot of celebrities and a lot of stars and a lot of, you know, I guess you could say higher on the totem pole notoriety, people are getting hit over the head, whereas before it would, uh you know, get carried out, get forgotten, and maybe that is a testament to having money or at least some kind of other stance or favorability in the eyes of certain people. There's lots of people who argue that People like Harvey Weinstein, for example, uh, had favorability until certain people started speaking out against him, and then it went the other way. I mean, Hillary Clinton, I believe, released statements defending Harvey Weinstein. But, you know, what happened with that? Kevin Spacey had to try to defend uh, against the word of Anthony Rapp over an allegation that happened years and years and years ago. Uh, but surprisingly Where's Kevin Spacey now? You haven't heard from him You haven't heard Harvey Weinstein You haven't heard from him Now Bill Cosby's convicted Of his actions So there's something to be said Of that Now I know it's only been 20 minutes And this episode has been a little shortchanged And I apologize to you guys for that But my week was shortchanged So I hope you enjoyed the short snippet episode Next week we'll be back with a full blown episode but I will, uh, to the best of my abilities, work on a new blog post at fritzcast.wordpress.com for my blog. I also have some news coming up uh, relatively shortly about future writing endeavors for me and uh, a little group called 71Republic, and I'll get into that. I'll talk and discuss a little bit about that um, when the time comes. Uh, in the meantime, though, you can follow me on Twitter at FritzQS and the Facebook pages facebook.com slash and as always, you can send it me an email to fritzcastpodcast@gmail.com, and I will gladly reply to you there. I apologize for the 20-minute episode. That's probably this is probably the shortest one I've ever put out, and least prepared one I ever put out. But that's just that's the way life goes sometimes. So I will be back in full force. That is a threat or a pro- that's a threatening promise, if you know what I mean. All right, love you guys. See you next week.